0: The children of this world in relation to their own generation are more prudent than the children of light. It was A little while ago, there, or a while ago, there was uh, two seminarians who made a visit to a retired Slovenian priest in a hill country around Sacramento. The name of that priest was Father Kozina. While they were there visiting them, he gave him some advice. And this was so important, he thought, that he actually wrote it down for him on a piece of paper. He wrote it first in Latin, and then he wrote it in English. And the advice? What did he write? He said in Latin, Quid quid agis, prudente ragas, et respice finem, which translated as, whatever you are doing, do it prudently, and look at the end. The priest that gave this advice was Father Cosina. He had lived years ago in Slovenia. He lived there with his three sisters, his older brother and a younger brother who was named John, who was paraplegic. And he himself had gone at that moment, at that time, to study at the seminary. In fact, his seminary experience was a little different than these other seminarians' experience. He recalled riding on his bike the, uh, the communist shooting machine gun bullets between his spokes. He recalled having uh, also gone and, and uh, hoping to receive some food that morning. They would have a small uh, potato soup. And this they rejoiced over because they were actually able to study a little easier that day. But his brother Frank was one of the Catholic lay leaders of the parish. The communists knew this, and they tried to persuade him to come over to their party, to join them. They, they first offered many things, but then they turned to threatening him. His response was, you dare to tell me that you are fighting for the liberation of our country? You communists, if our nation means something to you, then why are you murdering our innocent people, plundering its properties? Father Cozina said that our firm stance against communism was considered a crime against the people. For our divergent opinions, our strong Catholic faith, the Communist Party sentenced us to death. Notice that. He says, for our divergent opinions and our strong Catholic faith. On the 29th of May in 1942, the commanding officer of a communist patrol came and demanded to talk to Frank, which was his older brother. His brother came out, and when he arrived, this commander beat him over the head with a club, so much so that the club broke. Then they tortured him, and they scourged him. And then they took him to a city far away, Bonkar, and there at night, the night of the 30th of May, they executed him. As he stood over the grave that he was going to be executed, he pulled out a prayer book and he prayed to our Lord. And then he was shot through the head. The family later found the body on the 19th of August, and then they buried him. They buried that badly beaten body of their son. The procession, which is about 10 miles, to the gravesite in their hometown, was lined by, by many people that threw flowers out there showing that many people had not bought in to the communist lie. But the parents also paid a price for this action because on the 26th of August, they came for the parents. They came to the house. Father Kozina was able to actually make it up to the attic. The other parents were not. The uh, or His parents and his, uh, and his the other family, uh, they were caught by the communists before that. And he witnessed their death for the They took the father first, they shot him. They took the paraplegic son, and they shot him down in the the attic. And then finally the mother, they shot her. They did not shoot the three daughters, they locked them away. But he had to bury his father, his mother, and his other brother. So he knew what the communists were about. In fact, he wrote a book on it, Communism as I Know It. The communist murderers posted on the front of the house Thus shall happen to everyone who is against us. Death to the traitors, long live the Communist Party. Maybe the words of our Lord come to us. Whoever is not for me is against me. So too the enemies. Whatever you do, he said, do prudently and look to the end. Whatever you do, do prudently and look to the end. This was the advice that this priest gave. So obviously he had before him in his mind the end to which he is going. These words are nothing other than what is found in Holy Scripture. In the book of Ecclesiastics we see, In all thy works remember thy last end, and thou shalt never sin. Remember thy last end, and thou shalt never sin. Where are we going? What's our end? Why has God created us? What's the purpose for us being here? This is the only question that we should be asking ourselves when it comes to anything that we're doing. St. Thomas in the Summa Contra Gentilis says, They are to be called wise, who orders things rightly and govern them well. Now the rule of government and the order for all things directed to an end must be taken from the end. For since the end of such a thing is good, a thing is then best disposed when it fittingly orders us to that end. St. Thomas Aquinas So the thing properly that orders us to the end is considered good. If it leads us away, it's bad. If it leads us to him, to our proper end, then it's good. So this is the wise man. The wise man orders things to his end, whereas we know the foolish man does not. Many have placed smaller ends before them, but not that Ultimate end. And they might be called wise in the world's eyes. People who make great amounts of money, people who achieve in this world, they might be considered wise in this or that or this area. A politician might be considered wise if he knows what to say to get the vote. But if that ultimate end is not reached, he's a fool. St. Thomas Aquinas, again, in the Summa Contra Gentilis, says, The name of the absolute wise man, however, is reserved for him whose consideration is directed to the end of the universe, which is also the origin of the universe. We came from God and we return to him. But the first author, St. Thomas goes on to say, but the first author and mover of the universe is an intellect, The ultimate end of the universe must, therefore, be the good of an intellect. This good is the truth. Truth must, consequently, be the ultimate end of the whole universe, and the consideration of the wise man aims principally at truth. So it is that, according to his own statement, divine wisdom testifies that he has assumed flesh and come into the world in order to make truth known. For this was I born... For this I came into the world, that I should give testimony to the truth. And he himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. So we see how important it is to keep our last end before us in truth. St. Thomas Aquinas in his Summa Theologica says, Now man is more than ever separated by God. By unbelief, because he has not even true knowledge of God, and by false knowledge of God man does not approach him, but is severed from him. He has not even true knowledge of God, and by false knowledge of God man does not approach him. So we see how important it is to have the faith. In fact, in another part of Saint the Summa, he says, It is written, quoting Hebrews eleven six. He that cometh to God must believe. Now the original state of the angels and man was one of approach to God, therefore they had need of faith. St Thomas Aquinas. So apart from seeking that last end, we see that there is another job that wisdom is, wi- wisdom has, and that is to correct errors, for he says St Thomas, as it belongs to the wise man to meditate especially on the truth, belonging to the first principle and to teach it to others, so it belongs to him to refute the opposing falsehood. St. Thomas Aquinas. Those two offices, teaching the truth and opposing the falsehood. So it's not wrong to oppose false falsity when we see it. It's the action of a wise man. The action of he who seeks his proper end. So we consider it a little bit the end. Whatever you do, do it prudently and look to the end. So let's consider prudence. Prudence, after all, directs them, those things properly to that end. And there are three essential parts of prudence. Taking the right counsel, making the right judgments, and then acting appropriately. Those are the three essential parts. And you'll see this in all sorts of prudence. You'll see this in military prudence. For somebody who is about to go on a long patrol, they want to make sure that they have the right amount of food with them, the water that they need. They want to make sure they have the ammunition. They take counsel from those around them, they have that foresight. And then they make certain judgments they have that that caution of avoiding those places which would be ambushes to them, where they could expect the enemy. They would even place all sorts of on-call targets. These things they would do because they were preparing for what is there before them. This is military prudence. How much more should we have for our last end? How much more should we have for our last end? If we wish to reach our last end the prudent man asks himself, what am I doing to reach my last end? Am I looking into a vocation which will bring me to my last end? Am I avoiding those places, those people, those things which will take me away from my last end? Am I being prudent towards my last end? Am I keeping my last end in mind, enduring those sufferings or continuing in some action, keeping that last end before me? And we see that there's many worldly prudent men out there. For example, we see the wrestler, how he fasts so he can make weight and not just a church fast, which is one meal and two smaller meals, complete fast, even from water. How much more are they dedicated to their end, the men of the world, than people are, the Christians that God has called to an gr- even greater end? And we see, too, the world exercises their prudence If we don't believe with the words of our Lord, the children of this world in relation to their own generation are more prudent than the children of light. look around. See how the world is using this situation where so many churches are busying themselves with those border issues or other issues. They're busying themselves in signing into executive orders those things which bar federal contracts from discriminating certain immoral orientations with no exemption for religious organizations. Where's the public outcry? Are we too busy on other things rather than these things which will come back and bite us and they will cause our persecution? What about the case of that priest in Louisiana where they are trying to force him to break the seal of confession. Imagine that, the government, who has no say in the internal forum of the confession. They want to place themselves above God himself. Where is the public outcry? The children of this world are truly far more prudent and the children of light. Let us not forget what's happening to the Christians in the Middle East, how they're being killed, tortured, exiled by the peaceful Mohammedan religion. Where's the public outcry? Fitting time to do all these things. The children of this world, in relation to their own generation, are more prudent than the children of light. In the months to come, we ourselves might face many persecutions. Do we have our last end in mind? Are we keeping our last end in mind in everything that we do? Are we ordering the very things that we do to the last end? Are we being prudent? Father Kuzina passed away in, on second, the 2nd second of April Of this year. But before he did, he spoke to some priests, and he said these words to them We priests should not only remind ourselves of Christ's counsel. If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself and take up his cross and follow me and be close to Jesus, the eternal high priest. We should be close also to his mother and to our mother, Mary who is the Immaculate Mother of God and our shield against this mysterious darkness. In her motherly tenderness and love, Mary, our mother, has given us a most precious gift, her beloved Son, who is the light that shines in the dark and light that darkness could not overcome. May our Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world, scatter the darkness of sin and restore peace and courage In our priestly hearts, let His love, through the intercession of His and our Mother Mary, dispel all fear and confusion, and shine brightly in our hearts for the greater glory of God and the salvation of our immortal souls. Father Cusina faced much darkness around him, but he kept his one end in mind, and he prudently ordered those things to that last end. Whatever you are doing, do it prudently and look to the end. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.